Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned into Mogul Talk, a podcast that serves as a canvas for entrepreneurs to share their triumphs and struggles on their journey to becoming the moguls of tomorrow. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is your boy King Jules, and you are now tuned into another episode of Mogul Talk, episode 307. Um, Lucky number seven. Yes, this is well, not number seven. A journey. Um, <laughs> where today is a special day. It's a special month. We are ce- celebrating women's history, and uh, oh. obviously, Black oh. history is every day of the year. So and we women's had to get, history and women's history, obviously. So, but we, we combine the two, <laughs> combine the to two to bring you the guests that we have on today. Um, honestly. The best way of putting this in terms of just describing her is the Beyonce of marketing. Okay, when I saw this on Twitter, my mind Sasha was just Fierce. like, "Wow!" You know, for for one, the Beyonce gift. Beyonce the comparisons gift. are always just like, "Okay, are you really narcissistic or are you living up to the hype?" And this woman here lives up to the hype and beyond, ladies and gentlemen. I would like to introduce to some and reintroduce to some others, Junae Brown. You guys, thank you. That was like top five intros ever on a podcast by the way that was really good you before it. <laughs> before like we even continue uh one thing that i found out about you is in 2017 like you had 10 events that you posted at least <laughs> within like five months of each other three of them were like within weeks of each other and yeah. all of it was saying was your marketing thing on it and it was just so impressive like how the fuck you did you so get much. that done um, and it seemed because it seemed like a journey, obviously, because I saw that your Instagram was created in like January. You're posting like the quotes for a little bit. It wasn't until June that yeah. you really had the events starting yeah. to pop. And then it was July, August of 2017. Mm-hmm. Um, what how did were you able to get all of that done? One, such a short mm-hmm. amount of time within each other. Um, and what did it did it teach you anything for now that you do? Um, yeah. So the thing is, when I was in college, first of all, thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited course, to be here. Of course. Um, honored to be, you know, on a Women's History and Black History Month episode. Yes. We um, celebrate our queens out here. <laughs> but you sure. are far from history. You, you're, you're, you're creating your I'm, history. Yeah, right now. The legacy story. is being laid down. Um, when I was in college, I was president of student government activities, mostly though focused on activities because... Mm. I was event producing and uh, the dean at the time, I threw this huge, crazy barbecue at school and it was like super interactive. We had like a bouncy house, mechanical. It was really wild. I made the kitchen cook good barbecue food. It was it was lit. We had live So it was a one time on campus where was, black people can thrive. Yeah, and, and everybody lives. was like, wow, this is like an event we wished we had all okay. these years. It was like junior year. And so after that, he was like, do you want to be president of SGA? And I was like, eh, I'm all for the causes, but I'm like... How fun is that? I mean, he's mm-hmm. like, no, but focus on activities. He's like, and you'll get a VP that handles like more of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. And so I took it on and I was producing 66 events per semester. So God. it was like, if I wasn't hands on with the event, 
anybody who wanted to produce an event at my school Good. had to come through me. They had to like fill a form. I had to give them a budget. So I had, was managing all those things. And I didn't really realize until after, you know, like the first semester I started counting up and going, you know, doing my review mm-hmm. that I was like, oh, wow. Okay. 66 whole events. I went to five towns college, right? In Long Island. Anybody who knows that school is not large. Mm-hmm. The entire student population is at about, I think, 1200 wow. max. Mm-hmm. So to produce 66 events per semester at that school was unheard of like it's like what 66 events what are they even doing Mm -hmm. and I went out through the list and we did a lot of things but I think that I said it to say I think it really prepared me moving forward for what I'm part of what I do now with event production especially because Mm -hmm. I'm able to pump out events in a short amount of time and but still with quality and also just you know manage multiple events at a time that maybe happen on a calendar i also like high intensity environments mm-hmm. i noticed so i like the pressure yeah exams. pressure mcdiamonds and i'm like if i got some pressure under me i like shoot off like a rocket it's kind of crazy um but that is how i would say you know funny you say that because i'm like damn sometimes i don't yeah, think like about the event the life is gucci yes and i remember that I time it was a weird time for me too because i was just transitioning out of sony music right and so and i you know almost worked at another music company and then you know came to the conclusion that I wanted to do this thing and I wanted to do it on my own and so I went through definitely just a six-month period where I was just kind of like just almost resting and preparing and just being because I had to wrap my mind around first the fact that like um you know when you work for a large company you become like you know Janae from Columbia Janae from RCA and then it was like okay who am I outside of that now you know outside of that like who am I who do I want to be um, and, you know, just establishing like, oh, I'm Janae of Brown to Perfection Agency. Like, mm-hmm. it's my own thing. Like, it's so much to think about yeah. when you decide to, like, venture on your own and create a company um, full-fledged and, like, decide that, like, okay, I'm going to do this full-time. Then it's, like, the push and pull. Like, can I really do this? Yeah, I can do this. Can I really do this? Do mm-hmm. I really want to do this? Am I doing this? Wow, we're doing this. Oh, my God. Like, that six months was so intense. And I also had come from college yeah. to interning to landing a job. Like, I had a job, like... August of graduate like I actually took an extra course so I could um, intern longer <laughs> and so basically like I graduated in May but then I took like an online art class or something so that I could like still intern, so technically. intern yeah. yeah and so but basically you know by the time that course ended I had already landed a job pretty much at Columbia mm-hmm. so I had you know usually after graduation people have like a break for sure. they're looking for a job I didn't have any of that so I just went straight full force and after Columbia went back to RCA because that's where I'd originally interned so I had already had like two gigs under my belt and my mom was like you know Janae, if you want to just relax, you can. She's like, you don't have kids. You don't got no mortgage. Like, if you want to just chill out for two seconds. She was like, you're okay. You have money. Like, just breathe and figure yourself out. So once though I felt like I can't stay idle for too long, too. That's another thing about me. But once I felt like I had, like, I had got my footing or I wanted to just start moving, that was that span of time with those events. And I was just like pumping them out, feeling Mm -hmm. stuff out, figuring out like, okay, what type of stuff do I want to be doing? What do I not want to be doing? And I don't think I've sat down since. It seems for those (laughs) events specifically, it was a lot of collaboration with other people. Do you think you find more success collaborating with others or if it's just all in your hands? Hmm. It depends on the collaborator, I think. Um, there's been some collaborations that have been really, really dope. Well, actually, let me backtrack. Actually, no, I haven't had that many. Now that I think about it, I haven't had that many collaborations that I've, I felt like I've been like really amazing. Maybe a, wow. a couple, but usually what happens is 
I'm bringing more to the table mm-hmm. sometimes than the other person, and that's yeah, what, not really what, a collaboration, what make, right? <laughs> well, what is it that make would make it amazing? Just that they listen to you more, or just that have more ideas? No, I think I'm like I want the person to have more ideas. I want them yeah. to have hands on. I know everybody has their roles and things that they're good at, um, and great at. So for me, it's like I want the person to bring to the table too. Actually, the projects that I'm working on now, the ones that are collaborations, I think they're actually like perfect collaborating moments because everybody brings their own skill set their own set of resources and it's like we're creating a megatron not like i'm you know my own entity and they're kind of like sprinkling a Mm -hmm. little bit here and there (laughs) has it ruined relationships no no? not at all not at all i'm i'm not a person that really ruins relationships to be honest i just that serious nope and i think you just kind of figure out where everybody is where they sit if something didn't work out doesn't mean that they're a bad person it doesn't mean that they're not good at what they do doesn't mean any of that they just might not be the right fit for me and what i have going on and so you know you just move on with grace it's like um that's awesome meme uh, a package has to go everywhere, but sometimes it gets to the wrong address. That's and true. It just doesn't fit. <laughs> or sometimes it gets stolen by the hood <laughs> niggas that be creeping outside your house. Yo, sometimes the people, delivery people, be in cahoots. cahoots. How about that? Fact. Yeah, That's I'm sick fact. of delivery you, you, people. You got actually. friends that be like, you know, your parents back in the day, and they like, I got a friend that can get you something off the truck. Oh my gosh, that's the trucks they're talking Those about. Those are the trucks they're talking I about. I never thought about the delivery that. trucks. You ever wonder yeah. why wow. your parents got a flat screen out of nowhere? Because wow. where you get it from? Off the truck? I heard the most wow. uh, stolen, <laughs> the most stolen thing off those trucks is diapers. Really? Um, oh, I believe cause, that. Because, you know, diapers is literally shitting on money. It's so expensive. You have to pay for it. like Constantly. So, that was like in like the 90s and like the early 2000s that was like a huge huge thing that people want to steal and then sell it wow um, interesting yeah 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 crazy um so Junae can you just talk about you know you just kind of brought us a, a portion of the journey right mm-hmm. so you talked about your experience in college and kind of like what brought you to creating Brown to Perfection um being in that space, being in a more corporate space, and you find yourself now in being more independent in a position of ownership, can you speak to just the level of that transition and what that mm. meant for you? Um, because I think there's a lot of people who are looking to take that leap of faith and saying, you know what, like, I'm over this corporate corporate space. I see that I can do things beyond that. Um, and I think for me, especially, I think you're a vision of hope, definitely, because it's, you see, oh, like, hey, look, wow. this is a black woman. This is a, a minority owned business thriving, working in partnership and in tandem with bigger names and collab having like all these big mm-hmm. collaborations. Um, we most people aspire to have that. And you the know? name itself. Um, Brown to Perfection it's out there it puts it right into the face of like this is what you're gonna get and (laughs) of course you know that branding is everything Um, yes it is and the branding there is exceptional to be be quite honest thank you guys so much that really means a lot to me because honestly I like just working Mm -hmm. and I don't always stop to think about stuff like that yeah. yeah so like you know that means a lot first and foremost but um I think it's a hell of a transition um, I won't say that it's easy because it is not. And I think most people usually speak to the financial stress, but I think that there's a whole entire emotional thing mm-hmm. aspect that people don't really discuss. Um, I always say like the business has grown me way more than I've grown the business, right? Like this a hundred percent, um, most of the maturity that I've gained in the past, 
long I've been doing this, the past like four years that I've been doing this is from, or almost four years, is from having to grow a business, having to be disciplined, having yeah. to be my own supervisor, mm-hmm. my own boss. And when I don't do that properly, having to deal with the consequences, yeah. having to learn, having to set my own standards, my own rates, my mm-hmm. own everything. Like it literally is... You know, your entire life, they have you, like, in school. That's a system. Then you go to work. That's a system. And then when you decide to start a business, it's, like, no the, rules. The wild west. Like, it's literally the wild, wild west. It's, like, throwing you into outer space. And it's, like, you know, you eat what you kill. So it's, like, yeah. if you don't make something happen, it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You you slack off, you, there's a direct consequence to it. And if you have employees. Right. Um, then there's managing people, all oh, men, and mm-hmm. being an efficient leader and making, making sure, sure they that, get paid. Making sure they get paid, first and foremost. And, you know, learning how to take L's and take them gracefully. If something yeah. goes wrong my people still get paid. You know what I'm saying? If I get snaked by a, a, a weird client or something or something, anything could happen. Like it's the wild, wild west. Mm-hmm. I got to make sure my people are paid, make sure they're taken care of. You know, there were times where I, you know, I'm asked out, like, listen, down to nothing and got to like get back. You know, I hope you talking about losing mm-hmm. 92 bricks. Yeah. <laughs> I feel him. Cause for <laughs> real, there's been times where it's like you, you can't always control everything either. So it's like, you could take a really hard L and it's just like, and not because you did anything wrong, mm-hmm. just because something went wrong yeah. and you learned from it, but it's like, damn, okay. And you could be upset, but you got to re up. Like yeah, you got to be, on your toes quick catch the rebound and keep going like there's no not much time to like you know dwell on things cry you don't have people to blame that's a big thing so you really gotta grow up that's first um and you know if anybody's trying to transition though what i will say is one thing is that i kind of made sure at least in the beginning that i had a little bit of cushion yeah um so you know me and sony we parted ways you know it was a mutual thing but they were like listen we're not gonna stop you from getting anything you want to get so Mm -hmm. if you want to go get an unemployment check for six months do that Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you want to go you know they also paid me out for the rest of like my pto and stuff like that so you know i had that money um then i also like uh, I had a friend who he works in the industry too. Before that, he was temping for this lady. I met this incredible lady, um, and she uh, shout out to Dion. And she and this other woman run this full fledged temp service company, mm. and but it's for high end like entertainment companies or law firms. And so based off of my experience, every time she would like even halfway put my resume out, they were like, "That girl, that girl, yeah, this one, this mm-hmm. one." And so if I ever needed money. Um, you could temp. She, yeah, I could temp. And it could be two days and I could make, you know, X amount of dollars and be good. Like if I needed cushion, all my money was going back into the business mm-hmm. regardless. But that was really also until I figured out how I wanted to offer services in what capacity, what type of clients I wanted. You know, I was very careful. I did. I do have a business degree. So my degree is in business management. The concentrations in music business specifically, but I have a business degree at the end of the day. So I was really careful about how I was approaching business and not, um, you know, 
leaping too far and you know hitting my head because mm-hmm. you during business you're gonna mess up anyway regardless there's no avoiding that but I was very careful so while I was maneuvering I was hust- I'm a hustler y'all yeah. I can't front I'm a hustler so there's a dollar somewhere I'm gonna find it uh, and so <laughs> yeah so I was doing it and I started quickly actually actually around that same time so like it was the six months and then around that time was when I really started like okay cool let me start testing stuff out testing out services mm-hmm. you know dealing with clients everybody was like waiting they're like okay you what's up what you doing we I, mm-hmm. I need help <laughs> and I was just so it's so crazy I was so apprehensive at first because I don't know it's just a new space you don't want to mm-hmm. mess up you know you it was just, it was scary. Not going to lie. I think people don't talk about how scary it is enough, mm-hmm. but there's going to be fear, but just got to push past it. And I think if you're not scared, then you're not excited and you're not passionate. Mm-hmm. So I think for people who should remember that first and just keep going. When you brought up the emotional part of the business, did you mean like you're suppressing your emotions or are you just going through a lot of emotions? Because in business it's cutthroat, isn't it? When you have people who aren't doing what you got to do, uh, or the people aren't giving the product that you need, you have to decide right then and there. You can't cry about it. You got to be like, this is the next decision I need to do. So, like, what did you mean by the emotional toll that it takes instead of the financial or whatever other things it may be? I think it's just like any other change. So, like, whenever you're going into a new space, right, like when you went, if you go to high school or you go to college or you start a new job, like there's an emotional aspect because you're getting used to a new normal. Yes. Um, but this new normal is different because it doesn't feel like a safety net. And again, there's like no guidebook to it. Like you can read all the business books in the world. You can watch every YouTube. You can listen to every TED talk. But, but that's specific to no, that person. Yeah. So that it can help. But there really is no guidelines to tell you how to like run your own entity. And so I think there was a state of like for me outwardly I wasn't showing anybody but like you know everybody has their time where it's just them and I definitely was very I was I was scared because it was new it was different and I think fear unfolds in different ways for people too sometimes fear sometimes fear paralyzes people sometimes it just takes an emotional toll and you're like pushing through but it's hard or maybe being apprehensive or moving very slowly with things and I think for me that's what it was like I was taking my time rightfully so though because I know so much more now and in each part of the journey I knew so much more Mm -hmm. because like if I would have hit the ground running like I thought I wanted to back then oh I would have fell flat on my face oh I would have fell right down so I'm actually glad that I was like scared enough to pace myself (laughs) because it's a lot it's a lot of work it is I, I it's funny that you say that because um my first interaction with you was one of those <laughs> ego-driven moments, right? So, like like you, post-grad, you know, um, I came up with the idea for Roundtable and then um, came home one year. I'm like, yo, I'm going to do this, this, and that. Big plans. Nice. Everybody was gaslighting me, telling me, yo, this is like hot shit and <laughs> we're next and all of this shit. And, I'm going to um, come up. Shout out to Kay Dilla. Um, love That's her to death. That's my girl. Um, love you, Kay. She is, you You say your, your L's are lessons, and working with her was one of my biggest lessons um, because it taught me a level of humility and understanding and understanding mm-hmm. where I was in the place in my career. So, of course, you know, you, you graduate and you think you're on top of the fucking world, you know, and life is about to slap the shit out of you. And <laughs> I vaguely remember, this is like the day, and, um, you know, 
at that point in time, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I was trying to operate a business and trying to like stay afloat, trying to do what I thought was right. Mm-hmm. And parallel to that, it was just also just like trying to help people. Um, my, my goal was always to help artists. So in that context, you know, I was working with Kay Dilla for a while and we had a, a contract and I to in retrospect, I don't even know what the fucking contract says now. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's a part how deep of a lesson it was because it taught me, like, I have to understand what I was doing what and doing? what I was getting yeah. into people. And, and at that point, Kay Dilla was trying to transition. She was just not comfortable, you know, with the label situation and she wanted to just really focus on her. And at that point, you know, it was a hard thing for me to swallow because I didn't know what I was doing. I brought my best friend um, with me to the meeting and I was like, yo, she said she's bringing representation and I'm scared shitless because <laughs> Roundtable was an LLC and you know bad label deals turned into this. So I'm like, oh my gosh, I hope I'm not getting sued. I don't got no money. I could barely afford my loads or whatever. <laughs> and, you know, June is there and I'm like, sitting there trying to sweat. I'm, like, trying to, like, speak and sound professional. <laughs> and, you know, I know that Kayla <laughs> Kayla was like that. You know, she had a friend who worked in the industry, so I'm like, damn, like, I'm really, this is it. Like, I'm either going to be a fraud or I'm a fail. They're going to see through me. Um, so I was like, this is a defining oh moment. And, um, you know, conversationally, you know, that was, like, a looming thing for me for a while because I was just like, oh, man, like, Junae and Kayla, they're the reason why I didn't do this. And that oh and like God, no. I it was like a huge blow to my ego. But then also as I grew and I realized I was like, you know what? I wasn't ready to deliver on what I promised. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't in that place in that space to acknowledge and say, you know what? You needed more time. You were trying to do too much too early. And of course you got people but in your ear telling you, Oh, you doing this and you doing that and you feeling like you're better than other people. And that kind of brings you back down to earth. And I'm Mm -hmm. glad that that experience happened because now I'm a little bit more cautious for working with artists. My understanding is a little bit better. And also working with people and realizing that every situation is not a bad situation. And for the longest period of time, I looked at that as a bad situation and realized, no, that was a learning experience. I needed to learn that lesson and and grow from that. Um, But I always thought it was funny because I was scared so shitless. And like when we came back into like, you know, connecting and realizing, I was like, Yo, like, why was I scared? Like, she's like one of the best people out there. (laughs) (laughs) But I can see it as you tell the story, though. I can see how it could feel from that end as well. Um, And I didn't know nearly as much about you that I know now as I did then either. Mm -hmm. So it's just funny even looking. It's like, you know, watching a movie and they do like the different perspectives. Like your version of what happened. (laughs) It's like my version. My version. I'm like, all right, let me help Kayla get out of this because this sounds crazy. Like I I hit up um, one of our old professors who's an amazing and really established entertainment lawyer. Mm -hmm. So. I'm the friend that people hit up in general when they need to get out of a contract or if they, or if they're about to sign something before they sign with anyone, whether it's management, whether it's a record deal, whatever, they usually hit me up and like, do these terms sound good? You know, whatever, especially if they don't have a lawyer, which Mm -hmm. I encourage them to get one, but which everybody should, right. Everybody should have a lawyer. Everybody should be lawyered up. Um, but, or if they have a lawyer and they're just like, I want another opinion. Um, so 
Yeah, I was really just doing that because that's what happens. And Kayla is one of my best friends from college. So when she hit me up about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, come on, let's go. Let's, let's go. Let's get, what? I'm like, nah, we getting out of this. Let's, let's, yeah. let's figure this out. I, I feel like, like in the back of my head, I'm like, yo, when your girlfriend is like, yo, I got to go to his crib and get all of my stuff. That, right. Like, that's that how was it was. The energy. Yes, that was the energy. So we went in there like, okay. I'm like, so, yeah, this, that, that, like, she needs to get out of this. Um, But, yeah, we hit up uh, our old professor and he he usually is the person that I go to just to double check mm-hmm. that because I don't want to give anybody any wrong legal advice. Um, and then just, you know, at Columbia, I was a person who before a deal could get signed or extended, it had to come through me. Mm-hmm. I had to kind of like look over it to make sure that I could give it to my boss, that it wasn't missing anything. So I have a pretty decent knowledge of contracts period Mm -hmm. and even in school like we had a business law class and then we had like a music publishing and copyright class Mm -hmm. and then we had like a record all that stuff so yeah it makes sense that why she had me come there it's crazy because i i was telling you earlier like i couldn't remember for the longest time where we know each other outside (laughs) of social media and i'm like nah i'm like thinking like maybe maybe it's just social media then i'm like no I know that. that. I don't forget a face. Like, I'm horrible with names these days, but a face I will never forget. So I'm like, I was like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I'm tripping. But that is funny. I remember the exact day. I remember the room, everything. And I was just so funny. I'm like, I don't know what they do. And then for the longest period of time, like, you know, me and Kayla was joking about it. I was like, I was, like, so embarrassed and so sad about it. And I was just like, but, like, now, like, I'm like, yo, like. You handled it very well, though. You were very, like, non-combative. Like, y- you could tell, like, from what I can remember from the conversation, like, you did care mm-hmm. about Kayla. You cared about the success of it. It just seemed like it just wasn't working out at the time. Yeah, yeah definitely. Oh, so it was just, like, it just wasn't a good situation. She wasn't happy with it, mm-hmm. and she wasn't being patient enough either to, like, to, to <laughs> let you work it, it out. And, and she no, Kayla, was like, she's I'm, like, yeah, she's like, I'm over it. She's like, I'm over it. Get me out of here. That, that happens, you know, and I, I was just thinking about it. Like, I always think, like, nobody should, every, everybody should have an out, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why knowing your contracts and reading the contracts yeah. and understanding that importance and that level and I think that's just a super helpful skill in the journey you're taking um how has that experience from working at Columbia to um independently working as as yourself and even saying saying because yes people come and ask you for help and advice but your Mm -hmm. advice and your time and your help has a dollar value so even knowing your worth (laughs) in that you know (laughs) it does um so like how do I handle that now um, if it's a very close friend, then, you know, it's nothing to me. I'm very, I'm very serious about the relationships that are in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, very serious about friends that are like family to me. So if they need something, ain't nothing. Like, it ain't nothing. I'm going to do it. Um, also my friends that are like family, they're usually the first people to offer me money or compensation mm-hmm. for my time. Yo, okay, they're okay. like, cool. Like. I'm going to do that. I'm usually like, no, 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 no. Or I try to give them a discount or something at least. Um, anyone else outside of that, though, yeah, definitely. Like, I quickly and expeditiously mm-hmm. let them know what the rate is going to be. And, like, if they can't do that, then what I will try to do is, especially, you know, I have a really big soft spot for independent and emerging entities, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, brand, business, personality, artist, whatever. Um, so if I can't help, right, or if they can't 
you know, meet the rate, they don't have the budget, then I do my best to point them in the right direction to another resource mm-hmm. that's maybe more feasible or free mm-hmm. or someone else that I think can help. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how I handle that. I, I'm not, you know, I think for a long time I, I can, I'm so like empathetic and mm-hmm. I'm just so, but empathy does not always pay the bills. Mm. So I had to really like start putting my foot down and be assertive when it came to that and not just with big companies but with everyone yeah and i think it speaks to as well it it makes people one value your time and your skill set a lot more i think there's a lot of people that do great things and are very well skilled but they aren't seen in that light because they haven't yet asserted themselves and put themselves in that position as to where people have to take them seriously Mm -hmm. um and that's like without any like fancy company name around you or whatever. It's just you got to set the precedent. Like mm-hmm. you got to people are only going to treat you according to the value tone that you set. Mm-hmm. Right. When you walk into, Facts. you know, McDonald's, you're going to act one way. No offense to McDonald's, but it's a casual place. When you walk into Philly Bay Chow, like. Oh, your posture is a little different. You're going to be like, oh, which fork? Napkins. Okay, let me not slam the, you know, it ain't a water cup. It's a glass. Let me not slurp on the soda. Yeah, like, let me me chew with my mouth closed for sure. Like, let me, you know, so I think everybody should do that, especially when it comes to, like, You have to be Mm self-aware. Absolutely. Self-awareness is, like, one of the biggest keys to life. I, I think helps you as yourself, and it also helps how you interact with others. Yeah. It helps with, you know, again setting that tone but you definitely have to be self-aware and assert yourself i think people are afraid to do that and Mm -hmm. i think you know speaking of you know it being women's month i think women especially are so afraid to be assertive because you don't want to be seen as a bitch or a pushy or over emotional the angry Mm -hmm. black woman but i mean i'm type of time that i've been on in the past year is just like okay cool if you think i'm a bitch put that in front of it because I'm that bitch then. Mm. The one who's going to get it done. Like, whatever. Um, But, yeah, I just always tell people, like, don't be afraid. The worst... You know what? I was at a... um, Like, a panel... uh, A panel, and one of the guys, he's, like, this huge venture capitalist, Mm -hmm. right? Black guy, very successful, and he has a venture capitalist company that helps specifically um, men of color get funding for Mm -hmm. their ventures. And he said one thing that I learned before he had his own company when he was sitting in meetings at firms was that to have white boy confidence. And we were like, what? And he was like, if you've ever been in any type of meeting, he was like, white guys, they be coming in there like, yeah, can I have a million dollars? We just gave you a million last week. I know, I blew it. I need another million dollars. Like, that, mm. it just rolls off the tongue. Like, they just be like, Listen, whatever. It, like, it. what is no mean? And I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, mm. he, he was like, seriously, he was like, and ever since I've adopted that, I've been fine. <laughs> and so I'm like, wow. Because, and if you think, you know, not to get super deep, but we live in a society where there's a thing called white privilege and it's very real. And so that mindset, that idea that you can walk into any space, anytime, anywhere and get anything that you want. I think if more of us carry that confidence, I think that we get a lot more done. The worst Mm -hmm. that somebody can tell you is no. And if it's a no, they're the wrong person to ask anyway. So I'm like, cool, give me a no and give it to me quick. Mm -hmm. So it move you out the way next on the list to get what I need. So Awesome. I think that's kind of. I, I wow, I'm, I'm like so soaking this up. This is like I'm a sponge right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, favorite 
versus what you think is the best Beyonce album. So what your favorite is versus what you actually think is the best one. If you think oh, it's like okay. a critical list. Mm. I, I'll go first. Okay, you go. Uh, I'll say my favorite is Beyonce. Mm. And her probably best is probably um, Lemonade. Mm, Just for the... Because uh, that's specific to like a crowd and it's also post Beyonce where you, it's not what you saw coming. That's why I just think it might be the best. But my personal favorite, because it has Blow, which is I think is the best Beyonce song that exists. And also Beyonce, the album, set a... When it dropped. You know, when it dropped, it was the, the world stopped. It, it was yeah. the blueprint, you know. It was the world stopped. And that was a moment that not Lemonade didn't really have the same. Mm. Um, she just had the hot sauce, which was... I mean, she always has the hot sauce. You know. And Partition... From Beyonce. Crazy. I mean, the way you're talking is love. you're literally encouraging her to say Beyonce the album. Not for nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah, but look at I. But think about like, I am Sasha like, Fierce. Think about is, I am Sasha what is, Fierce. What is your favorite Beyonce album? That has album? Halo. Okay, so Beyonce. The song's off of Beyonce. This song, this is my favorite song. It's like the Donald Trump and effect. Do you remember so he's that? Like, he's like, hey guys. So uh, yeah. Beyonce the album. This is great. Um, it's a beautiful album. Partition. But what do you blow. think? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is what I think. Okay, so it doesn't matter what you think. Okay. Uh, but like, yeah, I'm Sasha Fierce has Halo, which is technically like her biggest song. Um, mm. The first album, Dangerously Love, amazing. So I mean, Homecoming. That was the album. No, sure. the gift. Spirit, the gift. I mean, uh, that spirit is not the no, album. No, but that, but that was the song though. That, I mean, that was the song. song. Money. Everybody met. Hey. Um, so hard, so hard. <laughs> I, you know. I w- was gonna say the Beyonce album. Like, he pressed you. <laughs> yeah, I really no, but I self-titled. I think is my favorite, honestly. Um, yeah, okay. yeah, uh, Beyonce, Beyonce and Beyonce. So and Beyonce, Beyonce. Beyonce. The answer is always Beyonce. Beyonce. The, Beyonce. Um, you and Allison will probably get along <laughs> the best because she's obsessive compulsive Beyonce. Yes. Oh, she's part of the Beehive. <laughs> she's literally like I the chairperson. Um, I feel like people who don't Beyonce, you know, who don't you gotta Beyonce. be. Uh, I'm sorry. Wow. It's a verb. I just, you know? People a verb. who don't Beyonce. Wow, it is. And you see how that just rolled, rolled up the tongue. Like you wouldn't have casual. said anything. I would have kept going <laughs> like that. Is normal. I was thinking what I meant was people who don't like Beyonce. See, this doesn't even sound right to say that out loud, mm-hmm. but there are some, some among people. us. Oh, yeah. I, I used to there be are one some of among those. us. I feel like they're not all the way okay, and you got to be a little wary of them, right? Because it's just like you don't have to be a super stan of Beyonce, but, but to, to deny, yeah. yeah, to deny the greatness that is. Some ain't right with you. Facts. Some mm. ain't right, and I want you to stay away from me and my loved ones. I think ones. a lot of something not right. I think a lot of people, a lot of those deniers decrease a lot after Coachella, though. After that performance, yeah. that's true. That like blew out. Even after Super Bowl, mm-hmm. I saw yeah. the changes. Like I think also just them seeing the more she does for the world mm-hmm. at large. I think people are starting to understand. But like, yeah, if you like. You, there's no real reason to like dislike you know, Beyonce. I didn't like Beyonce at first, um, and the reason why, like, don't get me wrong, I liked her music, and obviously my fiance is literally b- biggest Beyonce <laughs> fan, so I can't live past it. But I, I didn't think that Beyonce was personable enough. Like, it was very hard to see Beyonce the human being for a long time. Mm. And I know some fellow Beyonce haters before when I was in that club, they <laughs> had the same sentiment because they wow. didn't feel the personable connection. Obviously, after, you know, seeing the documentaries and her becoming a mother and just her opening up more is 
now my understanding is a little bit better. But so for some people, they just didn't understand Beyonce. And it's because you just thought she was a robot. Like, But she's just that elite. She's that perfect. She's that Listen, just top tier. We didn't know Michael Jackson. Like, people tried to pretend we did. He was mm-hmm. the same way. Yeah. I think most mega star artists are like that, especially ones that start when they're really young. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, and I think it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I think the ones that aren't selective and careful enough usually kind of end up a little frazzled for for lack of a better word (laughs) as an adult you know like the child star syndrome um so somehow bieber escaped it a little bit a little bit right because he went through a phase he went through a phase he's okay oh justin he i think he went through a phase too you know he's happy now married new album but it's difficult so can you tell me a little bit can you explain why you garner yourself the Beyonce of marketing because okay. that is that is a bold claim you it know is. the Beyonce comparison people are looking like who it is it is I'm actually um I'm happy it's been so well received so far it's actually something that I thought about a long time ago but I felt like it was too bold I'm so out of that space. <laughs> I'm so out of that space. Because um, if, if you don't say it to yourself, who is? Who you know? will, right? You have to definitely establish that. Your, so your back to that fan. tone, you, you have to. Um, Beyonce of marketing because excellence, mm. right? Everything she does, everything she's involved in, everything she has her hands in, excellence. And that's the standard that I've set for myself in regards to everything that I do and I'm really also aside from that you know Beyonce works extremely hard she's extremely disciplined um and aside from all that if you take all of that away she's talented Mm. effortlessly talented and I am great at what I do I it's not like it's just it's a part of me it's not even something that I could say like, oh, I picked this up one day and, you know, I just worked really hard at it and whatever. I do work hard, but it's not something that I chose to pick up. Mm-hmm. This is like an innate thing. So And you're not even marketing. You're not even like where you're gonna be yet. Yeah. This is like, like that's the thing. In. I'm like I'm like just post Destiny's Child, Beyonce, mm. and marketing. So I'm really excited to, to get, get to, to Beyonce. <laughs> yes. And the homecoming. Like yes. B-day. Yes. They say uh, it's a, it takes 10,000 hours, 10 years for you to master your craft. So for you to be four years in, um, it's a beautiful testament to see wow. a, of the journey that's uh, ahead of you. you Thank know? you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Like, I'm in a space. I feel like brand new i think because i'm entering a new space and phase of this i feel like a freshman again like mm-hmm. i'm like so excited wow. to just like learn more grow more do more execute more like so many things that i've been like plotting and planning for years is coming to fruition like there's nothing that i put out or do that hasn't been on paper mm-hmm. for a minute like i'm like things have been like brewing for a while so i'm just excited to like do more, put more out, put more light out into the world, help people. This is what I'm about. Create experiences mm-hmm. and moments, you know, bridge culture with other things and let us get our just due. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know. I, I really genuinely love what I do. So I'm that, just excited and Culture. grateful to be able to do this. Like I'm very grateful. I, I definitely understand that. It's not every day that someone gets to just do whatever they want to do mm-hmm. and whatever they're passionate about, you know, and 
it's not an easy thing either, but I'm definitely in a space where I'm just grateful to be able to pursue my purpose and pursue my passions and to feel fearless. You know, people always say, like, everything you want is on the other side of fear. Mm-hmm. I said, like, on my birthday recently, I was like, I, I feel like I know what the other side of fear looks like mm-hmm. now. And I'm like, that's where I'm walking in. Like, just, I'm not afraid of anything. Beautifully right said. Like, you have to always know, like, your blessings were done because you deserve it, not have that imposter syndrome where you're like, do I deserve yeah. this? Yeah, like, and am I really that was a thing for here? me for a minute. Um, I, everybody I goes that, yeah. You know, but once you get out of that, though, of course, yeah, of yeah, course, because other side of the rainbow. Yeah, there's a reason we here. There's a reason I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do deserve this um, because I put in the work, and yeah. you, that's what everybody has to get into that mindset. Yeah. yeah, and you're always where you're exactly where you're meant to be. Mm-hmm. You're never like too behind, too far. Just you're always exactly where you're you meant to, to be. be. Yeah, it's a marathon. So if you could speak, I guess we'll kind of, we can round it round it out on this. If you can say one thing to your younger self or to a younger version of yourself, wow, um, to a younger version of a young woman that looks like you, talks like you, and has big dreams like you, what would you say? Hmm. Drink more water. For sure. Water is very important. <laughs> Super important. Um, I would say to her, I would say be fearless. And I would say that failure it comes with the territory. So fail and fail fast. Mm. So that you can get back up and go to the next thing or go and do it again and be better. Um, I'd say there's no finish line, so get that out of your head. <laughs> there's no, you know, destination that you're going to reach where you're going to be so happy and so wonderful. You'll hit, like, goal marks, mm-hmm. but you have to find joy and happiness within yourself. Um, it's really inner. All of this is inner. Like, every success that's outward starts inside, mm. especially if you want to maintain it. So, yeah, I think those are the main things that I would say. You know, trust yourself, love yourself, be fearless, and know that there's no finish line. This is definitely a marathon. Wow. Get knocked down nine, I get up ten. Yes. That, that was beautiful. That oh, was, I really? think that should be inscribed in a Hallmark card. I'm getting it. Really? Um, <laughs> I'm getting it. That, that was the... <laughs> Attack. Um, wow. I... I'm at a loss for words. Um, but yeah, let, <laughs> let, thank you for joining us. Thank um, you for having much. me. This was a great conversation. Like, this I is definitely one of my favorite episodes. This is really? Episodes, oh, yes. guys! Wow, it means so much. Um, you know, this is your platform. Tell the people who you are, where you are, how to find you. Plug. Tell. Tell them everything. Okay. 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 Uh, <laughs> I am Janae Brown, founder and CEO of Brown to Perfection Agency. You can follow me at Janae Brown. J U N A E B R O W and you can also follow our agency pages at be the number two p agency uh we're also on youtube definitely check out our uh marketing series brownie bites hashtag brownie bites where we give lots of like branding tips and soon to be other tips and businesses wellness focusing yes four p's just dropped uh another one drops tomorrow but by this time y'all hear this it'll be multiples out so just go check the hashtag (laughs) Uh, but yeah that's me did you record all of those because I know like two of the videos you had the same fit Mm -hmm. but you recorded like for I recorded them all in one day beautiful absolutely beautiful and fun fact I meant to share this so this is I guess a bit of an exclusive but I also recorded those off the top 
Oh. Um, I did not have a script. I had written out like the different topics that I wanted to talk about. And yeah, I had them time me and I just went. Um, because I wanted One it. Take. I didn't want it to feel scripted to people. I wanted it to feel natural, natural and like I was talking to them. And also like Offensive. I know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So I was like, so that's how you were able to do it. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. like, let's let it this be raw. Like if I was talk I wanted to feel like if I was having a consultation with somebody and they asked me a question about the topic, raw what I would law. say. Raw is so law. Check out Brownie Bites, y'all. Wow. <laughs> you know, Beyonce, uh, she did the same thing when she recorded Partition. Um, she said she liked the beat so much, she just got on the mic and she did it off of the top. Wow. 100%. Very Beyonce. Um, so this has been another great episode of Mogul Talk. Um, we're so blessed to have you here. We appreciate you Thank for you just sharing so your much. knowledge and just sharing your journey with us. I think that many people are going to be blessed by this and the dialogue that we've had today. Um, you know, we're looking forward to the big things that you have um, coming and uh, we're going to be like, yo, remember that time that you were on Mogul Talk? So, you know, it's like, and oh, we'll, <laughs> I will revisit like, stop. you know, a year or two from now. We'll revisit it. Wow, yeah, that would be so it. fun. I'd love yeah. to do that. I'd love to do um, that. You can find me at No Church in the City. I go by the name of Church. And I'm your boy, King Jules. You can find me at I am King Jules. Um, this has been episode 307. Um, wow, beautiful one. Stay sexy, my friends. Thank you guys. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at Mogul Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Mogul Talk Pod. Be sure to find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, or Stitcher. Look us up in your search tab by typing in Mogul Talk. Thanks to our friends over at Anchor.fm, we're now able to accept listener support. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, head to our website at anchor.fm slash mogultalkpodcast and hit the Become a Supporter tab. From there, you can support the podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes as low as a dollar per month. We thank you and appreciate you in advance. Until next time, stay focused, stay motivated, and stay woke.